0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Self-Made CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Finch, and we have a very, very, very exciting episode today, and that's because I have my very first guest on the show, and it's such a good episode. I'll tell you more about my guests in one second. Just so that you guys know, while I'll still be doing some episodes solo here on the podcast, actually probably a lot, I'm also going to be bringing guests on. And These are going to be guests who I believe can provide you guys valuable insight and whether that means their story is inspiring and they're an example of taking any circumstance, any obstacles and overcoming them and creating their own happiness or success. Or maybe they're an expert in some field that both myself and you guys can learn a lot from. So again, like I mentioned in episode one, I don't want you guys to listen to this and think this is unattainable. I can never get there. All these people are already rich and successful and You know, I'm just starting out. No, I'm going to be talking to people at all stages who have had breakthroughs, big and small, any breakthrough, or, you know, maybe they're struggling and they have insight now or they've overcome things in the past. So enough about that. (laughs) Let me introduce you to my amazing guest today, and then we'll roll right on into the interview because this is a longer episode. I promise you it is jam-packed full of inspirational and just, oh my gosh, you're going to be so inspired and you're going to feel ready to literally conquer anything after listening to this. So definitely stay through the end if you can. It's a really, really good interview. So today I sat down with the amazing Kevin Crenshaw. He's also known as The Heart Guy. So Kevin is what he would call a heart-centric life coach. So he coaches individuals and groups on love and relationships. He's done Reiki and energy healing. He also hosts a daily podcast called The Heartbeat, which I highly recommend going and listening to. He does, honestly, many, many more things, which I'll let him explain, but he's truly the wearer of many, many hats, and I'm so in awe of his work ethic and the amount he's accomplished already. He's actually now become one of my friends, and I I hope that we continue to work together because I, I love everything that he's about. And what inspires me the most about Kevin and why I love this episode so much is that he has an incredible story, which he'll talk about first. He's faced so many obstacles in his life. He's been homeless. He's faced death of loved ones, horrible breakups. But despite being in such low points, he always overcame the obstacles and he ultimately created success for himself, created the life he wanted. And were there road bumps? Heck yeah, there were. And you'll hear all about them. But he is truly an example of someone who took any circumstance, any obstacles, and he said, no, I know there's something better for me out there. And I think that that is so inspiring because one of the biggest things that I want to impress upon everyone within this podcast is that it doesn't matter what your current situation is. It, it doesn't. You can find within yourself the will to, you know, be successful or to be happy. No matter what you're going through, there's someone in the world going through something the same or worse who is achieving what you wish to achieve right now, meaning you can also do that. So first, Kevin is going to tell his story, and I encourage you to listen to the whole thing. It's really, really powerful and life-changing stuff. After his story, we're going to be getting a lot into self-love and self-worth and actions that he has taken and that you can take if you're struggling with asking yourself, am I enough? Or if you want to maybe do something huge, but you're afraid, we talk about how to find our purpose, our one true purpose that should drive everything we do, which is definitely something I'm still working on. So we talk a lot about that, and he's very helpful there. And finally, we get into some relationship and love stuff because after all, he's the expert. So we got to touch on it. And, and something that we kind of talked about is how the laws of success are universal. So if you can make one change in your relationship or, you know, with your self-confidence in terms of love, then you're making that change in your whole life and in other aspects and in your business. So the laws of success are universal. That's one of the biggest takeaways that I loved from this episode so anyway, I am going to shut up now. This episode has so much good stuff. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. So without further ado, let's roll into the interview. Oh my gosh, we're here. This it's is crazy. Happening. It's happening. Oh my God, you're my <laughs> first guest on my podcast. Yes. Thank you so much
1: for having me. Of course.
0: Awesome. Duh. So guys, as you just heard by the lovely intro, <laughs> I am here with the... Kevin Crenshaw. He is this boss entrepreneur. He has so many things going. We're gonna talk all about it. Obviously, all the things. Thank you for being here, dude. Dude, dude. Dude. We're we're getting real informal in here. (laughs) We are business people. I promise and assure you guys. We like to have fun. (laughs) We're
1: business people. I promise. I promise. That's my that's my certification.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Says anyone who's not a business person. Yeah. No, but really, I'm so happy to have you. Today, obviously, we're going to talk about kind of your story, your background, who you are, um, and how you got to the point that you're in, because it sounds like you've had a lot of success in your business, but you also, you're not stopping anytime Mm -hmm. soon. You have a lot going, (laughs) you're going to keep pushing, and I'm really inspired by your work ethic. I'm really inspired by everything you've already developed, and I would love to just chat about that. So do you want to give a little bit of a background on Mm -hmm. kind of, what are you, right now in this moment, what do you have going? That's a I know, I mean, question. that's a so, lot.
1: So, I just announced my tour. I'm going to six different cities. Two of them have not been announced yet, but I'm going to be going to six different cities back to back weekends. Um, I do a day long immersion event to change your love life. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm traveling the country and Canada that's to amazing. do that event. Um, that's with. My relationship coaching business, I'm also creating um, a, a top secret project they can't talk about right now yep. uh, that's coming out Classic. in about a month, and then I'm also creating a lot of uh, programs and branding for that, so yeah. there's a lot of uh, things the fire within that company. I'm also launching, an or I uh, launched, it's already there, we already have clients, a uh, social media growth company that's all about growing organically, mm-hmm. um, and so that is in development right now, hardcore, and then um, I've got just a lot in my personal life as well. Um, and, and, great things, honestly. So yeah. that's, that's so been, that's been you. that. And, and, you know, with all that though, I just want to say like, I, I was, and we'll go into my story in a yeah. second, but, uh, I just put a close to the chapter of my f- group fitness coaching, uh, mm-hmm. cause I taught group fitness for mm-hmm. the past five years. I've taught over 10,000 classes and wow. I taught my last one yesterday.
0: Oh my gosh. Congrats. And it also was that's bittersweet. Sweet. Yeah.
1: So bittersweet. When, because, wow. And, that's, so
0: for how many years you said you were doing that?
1: Five and wow. I, th- I was teaching uh, 23 classes a day. Oh, my for a, a God. Period that's, there a and, yeah. that's a or lot. Yeah. Or not a day. I'm sorry, a week. Oh, a week. Still, uh, that's still uh, a lot You can't do that classes. a day. So no, I, I've had too much caffeine. Let me say that. You know when you have We're so much on caffeine yeah. that it does the opposite? Yeah. That's yeah. what's happening no, to me right now. Like so it. if I have a brain fart, hey, forgive me. Hey, it's all
0: good. This is a chill space. This is a chill <laughs> podcast. No, and by the way, guys, I will absolutely link everything down below so check in the show notes check for his tour dates if you guys want to go get some love coaching seriously powerful stuff i'll also put of course all of his socials down below so go give it a follow dang that's insane so closing a chapter but that's that's what happens and that's
1: how you you know a lot of life from my experience is about letting go of things Mm -hmm. it's not about attaining new it's not about gaining. It's not about, um, oh, I need this, so I'm going right. to go get it. Right. It's about releasing things and right. unlearning things. And that's a lot of what I do with my coaching.
0: I think that's a actually a really, really good point in terms of like the second I started thinking of my life and my business in the sense of actually what am I letting go of to <laughs> make room for this mm-hmm. versus, mm-hmm. you know, what do I need to add to my plate or what do I need to start doing more of? It William really does has, change things.
1: That's the freaking hustle bullshit. Yeah, it is. And it absolutely is. you know, led me down a path. I guess, can we get in my story? Cause yes, please. Because it ties yeah, in yeah, perfect yeah. with it. Let's so. get right on into <laughs> your story. What is your story? Um, it's so
0: inspiring. What so I grew
1: up the shy nerd kid that didn't talk to anybody. Uh, I was super heavily medicated for ADD, ADHD, had sleep apnea, allergies, and asthma. I was taking breathing treatments every night and wow. inhalers. And my escape was video games. And so I got extremely good at that, but I isolated myself. And... You know, didn't talk to girls, sat by myself at lunch the whole night. Super socially awkward because I didn't have any social skills. And um, that was my life growing up. And I remember just thinking in that time, who would care to come to my funeral if I ever died? Wow. And um, those thoughts coming through my head on an almost daily basis. And something finally snapped when the friends that I was hanging out with uh, even started to pick on me. Because we were in middle school and, you know, they were getting girlfriends and I didn't Mm. talk to girls and it was this thing. And uh, I just wanted to reset. And so fitness was my escape on that and um, fell all into it with P90X, mm-hmm. shout out Beachbody. I was, a, <laughs> I was a Beachbody coach for uh, four years and that's how I got my entrepreneurial start actually, wow. um, in personal growth and personal development. But I changed my fitness, or uh, my, my, my appearance, I dropped all the medicine, cold turkey, didn't yeah. tell anybody, got in trouble for it later. And then um, I, I was able to take control of myself and uh, my, my ADD and everything. Mm-hmm. And my ego exploded because I went from the shy nerd kid that nobody talked to to literally my name at school was Mr. P90X because I was shredded. Yeah. And all the people that used to pick on me asked me for advice. Wow. And I was like, what's going on here? And then one of them was like, dude, you changed my life. Wow. And I was addicted to that. And so that's when I went all into fitness and- started teaching group fitness classes personal training I was a beach buddy coach so doing online uh, coaching and mm-hmm. was very successful at it in the, in the beginning and then again you, you know I already said I taught 23 classes a week um, at various gyms on top of going school for, to school for exercise sports science but that's not the entire story because I was very good at art and video games and so I wanted to design video games and wow. I got a full ride to the art Institute out in Nashville for a single painting that I did oh wow and it's a hundred thousand dollar scholarship and I turned it down right before I was about to move to Nashville, because I was like, nah, fitness. Because I was like, I want to do what I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. I want to fill up, as corny as it sounds, back then I was like, I'm going to fill up my heart and my bank account will worry about itself. I was like, because I could go to to school to be an artist, but that wouldn't have fulfilled me. Mm -hmm. And I had that discernment at an early age. And so I went all into fitness, but that also led me down a path of a lot of self-destruction with the whole hustle mentality, because I also did fitness shows, Mm -hmm. which requires a lot of discipline, but that discipline that I seemed to have that was praised by a lot of people was actually self-suppression because I hated myself for a few different things that I blamed myself for, uh, which goes into the well, my relationship history, which is how I got started with relationship coaching. My high school sweetheart, my very first girlfriend, actually, we dated for three, four years. I proposed to her, so she was my ex-fiance, and then six months later, she cheated on me. And that night, I drove home well, sped home didn't give a fuck about my life loaded up a pistol and held it in my mouth and almost committed suicide
0: oh my god
1: and it was in that moment that something in me snapped and i was like what are you, what are you doing and so i reached out to a, a friend of mine mentor of mine and uh he kind of helped me through the situation and um then the two relationships after her even cheated on me and so that's when in something in me snapped and i was like there's got to be more to love than this if love is a point of life, which I believe it is, then Mm -hmm. it, it shouldn't be this painful. And so that's when I just started seeking answers. I was going to seminars, reading books, uh, literally anything I could get my hands on. I, I was building a fitness career and business. So, I, but I was not learn I was not reading books about nutrition or business or fitness. Mm-hmm. I was reading books about love, love and relationships. And yeah. all of my friends knew that. So that was like the go-to person for relationship advice. Yeah. And it got to the point. Again, long story short, where I was able to intervene and, and save one of my friends' marriages. Wow. And I was like, "Fuck, I'm good at this." <laughs> and, then, and, and that lit me up. Um, yeah. But I was so addicted to the high of the fitness stuff. And that was kind of like I, I keep talking about an escape. To me, that was an escape when I put that. Mind mic on because I got I could forget about anything that was going on in my life and I was there to serve and I got addicted to that feeling but again it it became self-suppression I was beating myself up for the past with all of my relationships the last one that cheated on me you know, kick me out of her house yelling and, and calling me names. And I, because I loved her, I internalized it all. And so I started, I believed it. Mm-hmm. And um, so I reclused and uh, secluded myself again and retracted back and um, kind of dulled my light for a while. I was out in, I uh, born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. So that was all Memphis. And then I left, uh, I just wanted to hit a reset again. And I left for Dallas, Texas. And that was the worst time I could have ever done it because uh, my parents split up and my mom was struggling financially. My dad was uh, on his deathbed because he, he had leukemia. We didn't know if he was going to make it, but something in me was just like, I got to, I got to move. Big. They're going to love me no matter what. They're my parents. And uh, this is my life. So yeah. I left for Dallas yeah. and was actually homeless for six months living out of my car. I uh, didn't have money for food. I remember like going to the grocery store to for my card getting declined. Yeah. And going to my car and crying myself to sleep because I didn't see a light at the end of the tunnel. And... Um, something in me just would not fucking give up on myself and uh, I knew I just wanted to help people but my business wasn't doing so well and again with uh, the fitness stuff and I I just couldn't give up and I don't know what really got me through it to be honest I I remember that time thinking that I was like a psychopath or like there was I was literally crazy because I couldn't give up couldn't on health. I couldn't stop. But I was not I but w- I couldn't eat. Like I was starving, I had all this self-hate, so I was still showing up at the gym and somehow I got a group fitness job again. Wow. Um, and I was able to basically like get a job at Equinox out in Dallas, and I was homeless when I got that job. I just used the skills that I had and I and I started making it up and up and then I went to Tony Robbins Unleash Power Within and Dallas, Texas, and that's when, that was my second event because I actually crewed that one and I've crewed now for four years mm-hmm. and he's a big part of uh, my success. I owe it to him and that friend group that I've made from going to those events, but something in me went from having all the time in the world and no money, because I I valued my freedom and I had an ego around it, to all the money in the world and no time, because that's when the hustle thing really heightened for me. I was doing that online business, which wasn't doing so well, but it was a lot of time. Mm -hmm. I picked up group fitness again, I started doing personal training for a gym and on the side, and I was a server and a bartender at one of the, one of this, this restaurant. So I was, uh, I needed an apartment for myself and I just went from, I don't care how the f- you feel, just work. Mm-hmm. And for two months, I worked seven days a week, 20 or 19, 20 hours a day for two months straight. And I got to the point that one day that was something in me snapped because I was able to furnish the apartment. I was able to get, uh, you know, started on my own feet and eating and, but I hated yeah. my life. Again, that was coming from self-hate. All that push, push, push. I don't care how the fuck you feel, mm-hmm. just do it.
0: Which is it, impressive in itself, though. A lot of people can't even push if they need to push; they just cannot.
1: Right, and, and again, that came from some insatiable.
0: You knew there was more. You knew that there was something bigger out there for you that was going to hundred
1: percent, and and so when I was going through that, one day all of my bosses got on to me about forgetting. They were like, "You're not showing up. You're not. You know, you oh. forgot this. You forgot this. You forgot this." All of them pulled me into their office and then I was like, oh, okay, my brain cells are probably going because I'm not sleeping, but Mm -hmm. three or four hours a day, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm still showing up in group fitness classes as the top instructor at Mm -hmm. that gym. So I was, I slowly let let go of the online business. I let go of serving and bartending because again, I hated that Mm -hmm. and uh, I was in a position where I was just teaching group fitness classes and doing personal training and I was actually comfortable, but I kind of needed that space to just get my head on Mm -hmm. and really figure out what I wanted to do. And uh, I was dating a woman at the time who was a bit older than me. She was a, a coach as well. And I got to see into the future and and she didn't really have much time freedom. And I was like, okay, well, that's not what I want because she was a personal trainer. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to find myself in that situation. Mm -hmm. And she was able to, the catalyst for me to be able to uh, see that I wanted more, which was when I created Kevin Crenshaw Fitness, which is my fitness company. And I went all in on that, was able to match my own income. and That's the first time I was, I was, in my opinion, a real entrepreneur Mm -hmm. uh, building my own thing from nothing and did that for a while. And really, kind of, it was it. It was my testing grounds. Mm -hmm. Looking back at it, to to play around and to have fun and learned certain skills that have helped me out with what I do yeah. now. And that leads us to 2018, January of 2018. I got back from a trip in Toronto, actually, with all my Tony Robbins friends. We rented out a giant Airbnb and had a huge party for mm-hmm. a week in Toronto. It was so fun. And I got back from that experience to mold in my apartment. And I was like, okay, I got to oh, no. you. But then I was like, wait, there's not one city calling my name. I don't really, I think my time's up in Dallas. And one of my friends was like, well, why don't you just travel the world? And I was like, why don't I? And so I sold literally in in two days, I sold everything, cut my lease, packed up a suitcase and got a one way ticket back to Toronto. And then I just traveled the world and I with no plan. Um, And again, not really much of a income Mm -hmm. because in that time, about month two into that travel, I realized fitness wasn't it for me Mm -hmm. and it was a passion, but it wasn't. That wasn't my calling in life. Mm-hmm. And so I, this is what I tend to do. I just like cut all the ties. I canceled all of my clients. I deleted my website. I deleted my LLC. Like I, I cut it all. That happened right before another breakup. And I found myself in Hawaii for a month. And I isolated myself to really find my purpose, which is interesting because I knew it. I was running from it and I was fighting it, which was relationship coaching. That's mm-hmm. the purpose of my life is to cultivate love for myself and others. Mm-hmm. And that is in direct correlation to everything. And this goes back into my story. And, and it took me a while to accept it because I was like... you you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm too young. I don't have the right relationship Mm -hmm. yet. Who's, who's going to listen to me? Uh, no, you're the fitness guy. And I kind of just wrestled with it and I negotiated with myself and I launched as the heart guy a few months later after coming back from Australia for three months. I launched as the heart guy, which was more of like a heart centric life coaching because I learned Reiki and energy healing mm-hmm. that year. And you know, I, I had launched my website and it was just literally everything that I did. I was yeah. energy healing, it was fitness, it was now relationship coaching. And then I started my podcast because I knew I needed you know, teaching group fitness for me, taught me a lot about getting outside of myself mm-hmm. and um, the importance of serving because it'll get you out of your head. Yeah. And I remember when my grandfather passed away my dad texted me and it was three minutes before the first class of three back-to-back classes. I looked at my phone, I saw the message and it was an, unexpected. And I, you know, just chills and the blood rushed through my body. And I looked at that text. I put it down. I went to the back where the equipment was and nobody was back there because everybody's in the main room. Put my mic up and I looked myself in the mirror and I said, Kevin, this isn't fucking about you. And I put my mic down and I taught three classes back to back. And uh, that level of of just, it's not about me.
0: you were showing up for them.
1: Exactly. And they had no idea. They probably still have no idea what, you know, because they show up for their own reasons. And I was missing that when I was traveling. And so I started my podcast because it was like another avenue for me to be able to do that on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. It was a big reason for it. And uh, in in that episode, I think three or four was about masculine and feminine energy. And I got bombarded with questions about relationships. And so Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm doing this. (laughs) And so I tried to create another program about like heart centricness and it just kind of didn't work. Mm -hmm. And so the universe was like, you're doing it now, Mm -hmm. bitch. And Mm -hmm. So here we are and it's not even a year into it and this is, it's blowing up because I'm in my purpose and it Mm -hmm, lights me up. mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot more even this year that's happened in that story and other things, but you know, I want you to talk. Yeah, no, I, I,
0: first of all, incredible, like, You've definitely gone through so much, and, and but also what inspires me is that throughout every single thing, you always just knew, like, no, there's more for me. Like, I'm not giving up. And you just kept going. And you mm-hmm. knew that, like, just because one thing doesn't work out or just because one door closes or just because something bad happens, there is that light at the end of the tunnel. and There is something better for you. And you're probably still every day, like, you're still working towards... Mm-hmm figuring you know really what is it you know that every single day like i think inspires you
1: it's, it's it's the inspiration but you know for everybody listening um that you're like maybe man i wish i had that determination or man i wish i had that to drive something in me doesn't want to give up not just on me but other people it's not mm-hmm. fucking about me mhm it's
0: That's the uh, most i important i'm thing.
1: here to give yeah and i can't give up on myself for other people, yeah. it's it. I I'm literally not doing this for me. It's interesting because I wrestled with this question a few days ago. It, it's so selfish to wrestle with, am I enough, mm-hmm. or to even pay attention to it because you're still focusing on yourself, right? Uh, if you have a desire, de- desire comes from the Latin word desere, which means of the Father. So no matter what you believe spiritually, you're getting a divine calling to a thing and to say that, oh, well, I'm not enough or, oh, it's not the right time mm-hmm. or, oh, I don't think I can. Like you're getting in the way of, of the divine road that's the path that you're supposed to take from your higher self is telling you mm-hmm. to do. And that's going to cause suffering. And that's why I suffered for so long, because I, especially when I was traveling the world, because I knew what I needed to do, but I just didn't do mm-hmm. it. I was, hold, I was holding back in myself. Yeah. Um, I think
0: that's so powerful is when people, so many people out there either don't necessarily have the drive or they they just are afraid to take risks. I was that way as well. Like it's scary because you're thinking of yourself. Mm-hmm. And the second you shift your intention from, even from income to impact, yeah, it, the income, I always, one of my favorite things to say is like, impact generates income like you Mm -hmm. if you are money focused of course everyone wants to make money and be successful that's you know we want to thrive and succeed and work minimal hours but still make good money (laughs) of course but if you're driven by that income and you're driven by those dollar figures not driven by the actual impact you're giving that's something i learned this past year like i just want to help people Mm -hmm. and i want to not look so much at the numbers or at the dollar figures because if I'm actually succeeding at helping people and impacting people, the money comes. Right. It follows. Well,
1: and again, I think it's it's again what you're focusing on because mm-hmm. if it's, you're focusing on the money, which you do need to do, that's a very interesting dynamic where it's like don't focus on the money, but hey, right? You but like eat. also we pay bills. <laughs> I know it's so and, interesting. Um, that's the paradox of. Uh, or the polarity of a lot of things, yeah. because it's like, oh, you're not supposed to care about mm-hmm. somebody, but you care, or mm-hmm. I don't care what people think of me, but you're supposed to care. It's it's a very interesting thing. And something that you said
0: earlier really stuck out to me about kind of untraining and unlearning mm-hmm. things that, and I I talked about that a little bit in episode one, how once you start to just observe the world and observe how society works and functions and how businesses run and how people act. There's all of this like, oh, well, this is what you're supposed to do or this is who you're supposed to be or this is the path you're supposed to go on and mm-hmm. how it's really interesting to start thinking about the fact that there is no one path. There yeah. is no thing you're well, supposed to be doing yeah. and you can question that. What you're
1: supposed to do is your truth. And yeah. again, it goes back to the unlearning. We mm-hmm. we know how to be our truth. We know how to love you know, I'm a relationship coach. I'm not teaching people how to love. You know how to do it. You know what your mm-hmm. truth is. Totally. I'm not giving advice. I'm helping you take your own advice. Yeah. And that's, again, getting out of your own way, which is unlearning the conditioning mm-hmm. that's been placed on you or that you've walked into uh, since birth. And another thing I want to go back to really fast before we switch yeah. topics was anybody listening who's struggling with the am I enough thing? I have this passion. I want to do something big. Get specific about who you're helping because I think what made it me not give up and what keeps me it's not a push it's a pull i'm pulled to do what i do mm-hmm. it's not a i'm not forcing myself yeah. to do it mm-hmm. because i think about that man or that woman that's crying themselves to sleep at night like i did because of a breakup or because of some stress in relationships mm-hmm. and they don't see a light at the end of the tunnel or they're suicidal and if i don't show the fuck up for myself i may be the one person that they that switches something in them yep. and they don't take their own life yeah. and that to me is what pulls me forward totally and i know that's an extreme and but that's that's what causes but me to show up so every day like even even today important. before we started recording like i told you my stomach is killing me i didn't sleep well last night the past 3 days have been whack like something's up in my head or whatever but i'm like no i need to show up yeah and so exactly. i'm just going to and so i just do it anyway and again I, that's yeah. f- saying fuck it to perfection yeah and
0: totally. just being
1: real and showing up as your real self yeah. so yeah
0: you guys don't know but we had a really interesting conversation about perfectionism the other day and just yeah. how perfect does not exist and how no. we all need to just take a step back and stop trying to be perfect because it's not a standard you'll ever hit it's not and mm-hmm. it's not no yeah so i'm happy you're here and i, and I <laughs> totally understand it's like it is really about focusing on what is that saying and i think something i'd love to ask you is for those who maybe don't know what their purpose is yet or are still working on figuring it out, I know it's not an overnight thing, but do mm-hmm. you have any advice for, you know, if I were to step away right now from this podcast and think, <laughs> okay, you know, what really is my real, real purpose mm-hmm. though? What, because what you said about it pulling you instead of pushing you, mm-hmm. that's also that hustle mentality. For those of you yeah. who don't know what we're talking about is like hustle people, hustle 24/7. Like, yeah, people think they need to like work so many hours, work like that working hard means putting mm-hmm. time and energy and sweat and tears into things and like yes you can work hard but you can also work hard and not be hustling and killing yourself doing mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. still be successful mm-hmm. and that's something that you'll realize by doing it because you'll know when you're hustling and you'll say there's got to be that's kind of i'm well, in the moment like that right now actually. if you
1: believe life is hard it's gonna be yeah, if you believe life is beautiful and easy, it's gonna be. Yeah. it literally comes down to your beliefs. Mm-hmm. You'll make it hard if you believe that you have to hustle in your mind yeah. to do something. Totally. Um, and it's it, so going back. I forgot who said it, but it was, um, do you believe that you can make double the amount of money that you're making right now in the same hours and work ethic?
0: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: Okay, what about a thousand times more money? In the same hours and are I mean, the, yeah, right I, yes,
0: now. I think it's possible. Okay,
1: but for most people, they're yeah, like, no, "Wait, uh, what?" No, but that's another. But that's, that's happening. Yeah, that,
0: yeah, you know, people yeah, are there's 100%. billion there's
1: billion dollar deals going down mm-hmm. today. You oh, know yeah, what I mean? Like, for sure. and that's um,
0: people are making that much money in their sleep, like literally.
1: And and when you when you think about it like that, it's like okay, there's. There's not a lack of money out there, right? And number one, and for me, my money mindset was huge because again, coming from being homeless, literally when I moved to LA at the end of my whole nomadic journey, it was interesting because I was couch surfing for six months, and it was. Uh, but I was couch surfing when I was traveling, but again, couch surfing for six months, but right. I had no money, and that the interesting part about that was, you know, I've been in my place what, so five the beginning of this year, the end of last year, I should say the end of 2018, I was like living off ramen and you know what I mean? Yeah. And now I live in like literally my dream apartment yep. and I'm doing extremely well for myself. And it's that shift happened because I was like, I got rid of the the whole thought in my head of, Oh, that's too expensive. right? That's ex- so you expensive. Shifted your money, that rent is said. too expensive. Yeah. No, it's not. If, it, if I'm not going to spend $2,700 on myself, then what, what else am I not going to spend? money on? Yeah. If I'm not going to spend $50 on some really good crab legs, you know what I mean? Like, no, <laughs> and I did. And but I... it's 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 learning to say that there's not a lack. And again, it's trusting that that money is going to come back to you. Mm-hmm. And it's not, and this is a, might go against what some people think, but I don't budget. I don't budget for myself at all. I don't, I don't, I, it's, I just don't look at it. Well, I've heard. I make more money.
0: Right, right. No, I've heard, like, you want to live in abundance. Like, mm-hmm. live as though, live the income level that you want. Yeah. And not, obviously, we're not saying go out and freaking blow your... Yeah, no, like, no. it's not about that, but it's about not fretting over the little stuff because if mm-hmm. you're living in that abundance, then you are bringing, you're attracting that mm-hmm. abundance. If you're saying, no, this is... I do that as well. Like, I'll make a purchase and then I kind of like LOL at my future self paying the credit card bill, like, in a month. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like, no, but in a month, I'll have even, twice as much money. Yeah. Like, that's always it's my mindset. Yourself. Yeah, no, and I'm completely... And I'm putting it out there that, like, no, it's fine because I'm going to have that much money then. Mm -hmm. And like, that's a huge, I think money mindset is huge. I was talking about fixed mindsets earlier on another episode and Mm -hmm. how we all have them. And there's, it's, it's tough to shake them, but that once we do, it's, you're unlocking Mm -hmm. the most potential. Well, you know, a
1: lot of what I do is, is deep inner healing is what I call it, but it's deep work that's not in your conscious mind. And one of the biggest shifts that happened for me this year, I was actually in a plant medicine ceremony, sharing my story of my birth Literally, my mom couldn't get pregnant for two years. Mm. Um, and then I came about. They thought I died a few months in, so they were going to clean her out. And then they're like, oh, wait, there's still a heartbeat. And then it was a high-risk pregnancy. She almost died. I almost died. And the message, subconsciously, that I got from that as an infant yep. being born yeah. was that I'm not wanted, mm-hmm. that something didn't want me here. And that's how I lived out my yeah. childhood.
0: And that's what you believe. You
1: know, exactly. You and truly, and this year I shifted it from I'm unwanted. I had the awareness of it first mm-hmm. off, which gives you the opportunity right. to change. And I went from I'm un- I'm not wanted to I'm I was craved. Mm-hmm. Everybody in that opera in that room wanted me there, in that hospital room. Everyone who wasn't in that room wanted me there. Yeah. People that are alive now that know me wanted me. And that's before they even knew me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I see the the impact of what I'm here to do in the world and that medicine and, and me as a person is craved mm-hmm. two days later I booked my first event yeah and two weeks later I had it mm-hmm. you know what I mean and I just took massive action that's where this tour came from right. that's where all these uh, that's why so much is happening so fast in my life is because I really genuinely yes. believe in the depths of my soul that I am craved yeah well, there's no doubt about that yeah. people crave me and it's not in an egotistical way, mm-hmm. but it came. It's shifting from I'm not wanted. So think about how I showed. I would show up in a room. Think yeah. about how I would dress. Think about how how I would speak.
0: Mm-hmm. Your beliefs of yourself is how you show up mm-hmm. how and i was you fighting
1: think. that whole i'm unwanted thing yeah. and trying to overdo it yeah. and that was out of seeking validation right i was i was very validation seeking i was extremely needy and so that but i didn't know it at the time it, it seemed like i was just hustle trying like i'm doing yeah. it you know but it was like i'm doing it i'm doing it so you can pay attention to me mm-hmm. because i'm really not wanted and that's the wound that was in me right. and now it's just like i I don't have to hustle. I don't have to prove shit. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna serve. I'm gonna show up for you. I'm gonna give you this medicine, yeah. and you can take it or leave it. But this is what I, my work, by the way, is my right. medicine. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. To clarify.
0: <laughs> and with that, we're gonna take a quick break, but we'll be right back with Kevin's advice for how to find your true purpose.
1: Hey guys, it's Cheyenne Davis. You may know me from MTV's Teen Mom OG or Think Cloud Crew podcast. I'm here with my dad, Papa Floyd, to tell you about our new podcast, Unfiltered Kitchen. The kitchen is the hub of the household for many of us. The one-stop shop for conversations both big and small. Cheyenne and I have been having open conversations about all aspects of life in our kitchen since well before she was able to see over the counter. And now we're inviting you into our own kitchen as a part of the family. Unfiltered Kitchen is a two-way street. I share my advice on cocktails, cooking, parenting, and the lessons I've learned. And I inform my dad what it's like to raise kids today, how generational barriers affect us, and the joys of being a daughter. Well, you're a daughter. Get ready for a whole lot of unfiltered advice. You can take it or leave it, but you're never going to leave this table feeling hungry for more. Listen to Unfiltered Kitchen wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Yeah, so going back to kind of finding your purpose, I know people struggle with that a lot on a smaller scale and a bigger scale. I know Mm -hmm. for me, for example, like I feel so driven to do certain things and I kind of have that feeling in my soul too that you have where I'm like, I'm supposed to do this, 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 and this. Mm -hmm. But I do think like really refining that purpose down into like, what is my one purpose that is driving me to do Mm -hmm. those things? How does someone start to figure that out for themselves?
1: So to clarify, my purpose is not my work. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. My purpose
1: is to cultivate love for myself and others. Mm -hmm. I can do that not working. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my work just happens to be a vehicle that operates in alignment with my purpose Mm -hmm. and it fuels. I want to clarify that though, because I think a lot of people are like, oh, you got to find out what I'm passionate about. Totally. Totally. Well, to some extent. One thing that my friend Kavon Massenberg actually talks about, his whole thing is about purpose. And he was like, you know, if every job in the world paid you a dollar, what would you do? Wow.
0: So meaning like if every job... Anything was paid, that you could ever do, pay the pay, same pay amount of money, yep. wow. what would you
1: do? That really puts it in perspective. Another way uh, that Tony Robbins actually talks about it is you you think about what you wanted to be when you were two years old, when you were seven years old, or five, two, five, seven, 10, 15, mm-hmm. 21, and think about Why? Like, okay, so right. if you wanted to be a fireman, why? If you wanted to be a princess, why? What about yeah. it? was, Like calling you. Guarantee what did you it wasn't love about the income it? level. <laughs> and, well, no, 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 yeah, but you're look you want to write out the reasons why yeah. and then you look at the parallel for all of it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so what was it? What, yeah. what is the matching parallel to all of all of those things? And then in that you'll find something in relation to your purpose. And for me, I'm not gonna give the exact details of the things, but I, when I looked at the parallel, it was I wanted to essentially be a hero mm-hmm. and save people. I wanted to create an amazing experience to bring people together, like a community. Mm-hmm. And I wanted I, I just genuinely love people. I mean, my friends that I did hang out with uh, you know, they got into wrestling and, and sports and stuff. And when we would pl- like play basketball or wrestle or whatever, like I wouldn't want to hurt them. <laughs> and they were like very <laughs> aggressive. And I'm just like, I don't physically, I don't want to hurt you. Like, you. yeah. And that's just because I'm such a lover, I mm-hmm. think. And uh, I right. and, uh, that's what I do now. Right. And because I found that I did that path. So and, that's a
0: good exercise. People can really, and I was also
1: doing my, that. I was also in my purpose when I was doing group fitness. Right. I had an yep. experience. Mm-hmm. I was being that hero mm-hmm. and I was, I was Loving people, because my my message in teaching classes, if, mm-hmm. if anybody's listening, that's ever taken a class of mine was is like to love yourself and like showing up for yourself mm-hmm. and it's not doing this for me or because I told you to you're like you're right. here in the room you're
0: here because you want to be here
1: exactly and yeah. so I was in my purpose doing that but I'm more in my purpose right. now when I'm right. talking as a love coach talking about what mm-hmm. I do you know what I mean so yeah. so, so things can come like that mm-hmm. roll with it mm-hmm. if I forgot the quote but it says something like if, if you've been through something and know how to help somebody and you're not helping them or you're not showing up and giving that you're yep. being selfish yeah and so that's literally how this company came about it was just kind of like oh wow I see an- a huge opportunity to help people
0: totally let's do it yeah well that's incredible i think i wish everyone was driven to help people the same way i think mm-hmm. again like it really all comes down to like impact is what is first if you are making an impact mm-hmm. the money just comes because i think a lot of people out there are fearful the money
1: comes in direct relation to your perceived self-worth yeah. So uh, there's a quote that your net worth equals your self-worth, but it's mm-hmm. perceived self-worth because your self-worth never changes. How right. you view your self-worth right. does. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's you know, you can help a ton of people and not make a cent.
0: Yep. That's true too.
1: But you got to also take care of yourself, mm-hmm. right? And that's why, you know, ever since living out here in LA, like I eat organic, I'm, I'm fueling my body with the best. I, I choose the best things because it makes me feel good about myself. Mm-hmm and operate at a higher level Mm -hmm. so that I can give more.
0: I've noticed that about myself as well. Like, if I feel like I'm not as healthy or not in shape, for me, like, I've had, like, weight fluctuations over years. When I was a kid, I was, like, super skinny and then when i went through puberty and i like had to go on birth control for a medical reason and i like gained all this weight mm. not like all this weight i mean i was always fine but for me as like a teenager even gaining a little bit of weight i was like ah like what <laughs> and then went to college and of course was like drinking a lot but then i like studied abroad in spain and hardly ate and got skinny again and then i graduated and then i was like working way too hard did not know how to cook for myself like first was trying to be an adult for the first time and like gained a weight again gained a bunch of weight again and like was just so unhappy with How I looked and how my unhappiness with how I looked reflected in literally everything I did. It was Mm. like the way that I showed up for work, the confidence I had in my ability at my job with my friends. We would go out to bars and it was like, oh, well, like I'm not going to get hit on and all my friends are. And like, but that's what I believed. And that's because I didn't like myself and I didn't like how I Mm. looked. And then I found out I had all these food allergies and I lost 30 pounds. And then I almost like, got like too thin and then I Mm. didn't like that either but I was like happy that I was healthier now I'm finally like (laughs) I know my diet that I need to have with the allergies and I like I'm healthy I've been working out all the time and it's crazy how it's like even just appearance wise like how I perceive how I look is Mm -hmm. how I show up in meetings it's how I show Mm. up it's how confident I am people are always like you are so confident and they're like oh but you're like pretty and I'm like dude no it's not about Mm. anything like that if you're confident and you're showing up every day that's all it's it about, is. It's about, it's about owning, how you look. It's about
1: owning yourself. Yeah, it's and about going,
0: how you feel about yourself.
1: Yeah, and going back, I want to go into the whole relationship coaching thing for a second yeah. because that you hit a good point. Like, the more needy you are, the less attractive you are. Totally. Right? Mm-hmm. And talking about polarity, you know, somebody could be extremely funny and you find that attractive and then you get closer and you're like, wait, that's all they are. Like mm-hmm. they, You need to be more. You need to show right. more of yourself. And if you haven't integrated all of yourself or you don't show a certain side of yourself because you don't think somebody will like it, you're, you're just being hard on yourself. And some people can see that. That'll be attractive mm-hmm. to other people at that level. But the more aware you are of yourself, the more aware you can be of other people, and it's not in a judgmental way, but... It is to say like you, you have, you raise a standard for yourself. Right. You'll raise a standard in your, of acceptance or admission into your life, right. you know, and, and where you really, who you choose to hang out with and all, all of that. So one thing that's interesting is, you know, the more that you don't give a fuck what other people think about you, the more attractive you are.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. hundred percent. You,
1: you know what I mean? When yep. you're like, I don't need your validation. Yeah. I don't need your acceptance, but Hey, I like you. That's like yeah you know what I mean oh my
0: gosh yeah oh I've had so many experiences like that where it's like mm. I for example am a super bubbly quirky like out there person super confident the second I like someone I it's not that I'm like questioning what I'm doing but I'm like aware of myself and uh-huh. sometimes I become less of that just like say do and do whatever all the time and just I'm weird but the weirdness is what actually attracts people to me uh-huh. so then when I'm like not being myself like I've had a guy tell me like I don't get it you're so confident and you're so funny and you're like you know mm-hmm. whatever but like you're so unsure of yourself around me I feel like and I'm like uh duh why do you think it's because I like you so I'm like awkward and like shy and <laughs> more shy around you mm-hmm. and then the second I like stop giving a shit again I'm like my bubbly there. self and he's like you know like yeah. it's crazy it's if it,
1: it comes from the expectation so true it comes from past experience you don't want to yeah. get hurt again
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but that's the thing that the, the same energy and mindset that builds a business does not build a relationship Totally. and so uh that's happening because when you're building a business, even as a even as a coach, it's a little bit more of you're selling yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you're selling a product or a service that's not you, mm-hmm. it's you can very easily build it. It's all logical. Yeah. When you, when it's a relationship, you're it, it's heart to heart. You're extremely vulnerable in mm-hmm. that state, right? So it's it, relationships don't make your life, they magnify your life. Mm-hmm. So if there is any of that validation seekingness left. If there is any of this quote, it's not weak, but I'm going to call it weakness where you lose that right. sense of confidence. Yeah. Uh, it's just, that's been there. That's always there. Right. It's just, it brings it to the surface. Yep. That's why relationships are called a mirror. It's mm-hmm. not, Oh, I'm attracting douchebags. So I'm a douchebag. That's not what it means. It means the patterns mm-hmm. of who you're attracting, say something and how you're acting around those people Say something about you deep down, not the mask you're putting on, right? And you know, I even had this happen to me recently, where I was like, "Fuck!" Like I still have some of that neediness left in me, and I was like, "Okay, well, I worked through that," Mm -hmm. and it that's it's a constant progress and when it comes to personal development it's not like oh i've arrived i'm good i'm good i'm set i'm ready for a relationship (laughs) now no life is going to give you a fucking relationship when it thinks you're ready for a relationship and whether you like it or not life is going to have its way with you and that's yeah and that's just being in the position then just to think is life happening for me or to me Mm -hmm. if you ever think why does this keep happening to me it's because you're not learning the lesson no well you're not learning the lesson that life is trying to teach you
0: yeah Honestly, yeah. That's absolutely once the you most learn, true thing
1: I've ever one, heard. <laughs> so once true. you learn the lesson, you break the pattern. Yep. So for me, I learned the lesson that I'm extreme I was I was giving to get. Mm-hmm. Um I was saying I love you so that I could hear I love you back. I was being over giving so that they wouldn't leave. Yeah, yeah. That was me in those first three relationships. And that's why they all cheated on me, because it was they it wasn't a conscious thing, but they energetically felt that. Yeah. And so they sought out that strong I don't need you energy from another man. Does that make sense? Totally. And so I took ownership on that. And they weren't the cheating type at all. Mm. I caused that. I, I and the perfect relationship, by the way, isn't found, it's co-created. I co created them leaving. Mm-hmm. because I was scared that they were going to leave. And what you focus on is what you yeah. get.
0: Yes. Ah, oh, so much clarity. It's so, so true. So if you
1: focus on, oh my God, he's going to cheat on me. I got to check his phone all the time. Um, I don't trust him. Hey, are you are going you're out? Who are you going that. out with? You're yeah, pushing you're them pushing, away. Yes. Literally pushing them away because of your own insecurities. It has nothing to do about the other person and everything to do with yourself. Yeah. Every relationship yeah. has everything to do with yourself. I coach couples, but I only talk to one person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we can change the entire marriage or the relationship.
0: Interesting. Wow.
1: Because of one person. Yeah. And so it's, it's how you're showing up in that partnership. And and the biggest way that modern relationships are quote unquote failing is because people are, they say, I need love. So let me get into a relationship and you go into it looking to get something instead of give. give. And the relationships are a place to give. Mm -hmm. If you want to get to the point where, and this is the weird thing with self-love happening right now, where the self-love is I'm strong and independent. I don't need a man or a woman. Mm -hmm. And then. You get into a relationship and you're like, fuck, I need you. Mm-hmm. And then it's like this, <laughs> this interesting polarity, right? And again, this goes back to that polarity that I'm talking yeah. about. Everything is polarity. And it's very, uh, oh, it's right. a paradox. Because it's like, how how am I supposed to not need somebody, but then I meet this person okay. and I fucking need them? Let's talk pregnancy, for example, yeah. okay? Um if you're about to give birth, you're not so strong and independent that you're gonna be. Like, All right, I'm gonna go in the closet. I'll come out in like a few hours. <laughs> like, no, you're you're at the hospital, or even if you're doing a home natural birth, yeah. you're surrounded by people yeah. supporting you. You cannot give birth to a thing, whether it be a person, a relationship, or a business, on your own.
0: Wow, that's true.
1: Self love is a journey on your own. But when it comes to co-creation or creating anything or giving birth to anything, it, you have to build a team. You have to have people around you to support you. And so this whole uh, self-love thing is blown up to an extreme, and that's where yeah. uh, you know anything in excess is not a good thing. Right. And the excess of self-love is, this doesn't feel good, so I'm, not, I'm, I'm just going to walk away. And that's non-confrontation, which means you're avoiding the truth, and you're not going to learn a lesson. And you're going to stay stuck in the same place where you're strong and independent woman who does, doesn't need a man, and then you cry yourself to sleep at night because you want a man.
0: Wow. That's actually... That's so powerful because I just, oh my God. Like, well, so, well, I-, <laughs> I was going Go to ahead. say something. Yeah. I do think, like, I think that it has gotten a bit extreme with the self-love thing in the sense that people are constantly preaching, like, love yourself, love yourself all the time, no matter what, this is how I am, which I think I totally support and I agree with. But I also, I think people can always also be better than what they are right now. Mm-hmm. And I think there's nothing, people train themselves to think it's wrong to want more or, to, or that mm-hmm. it's greedy to like be better or want something bigger or better, they're like, no, I'm like, I'm trained to say, no, love yourself no matter what. Like versus, for example, fitness. It's
1: acceptance versus like a striving. Well, you get, and that's the, again, polarity of it. Yeah. You got to accept where you're at and be great with where you're at, but still move forward.
0: That's what I think everyone, that's what Mm -hmm. I think. And if you're just like, oh yeah, I love myself, but
1: I'm not, I don't have any goals. No, that's the key. That's
0: the key. I think because that's something I think a lot of people struggle with Mm -hmm. is, accepting themselves, but also being okay with wanting goals and wanting to be better, but not getting down on themselves for not being there yet. That was a big thing with fitness Mm -hmm. for me. It's like, everyone's like, just like, love your body, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, like, I want to be really ripped and in shape and hot. Like, no, I'm Mm -hmm. not okay with this. And, you know, people sometimes view that as a negative thing. Like, no, accept yourself. And I'm like, but why not want to be a better version of myself? Mm -hmm. Like, no, I don't want to accept this laziness or this non-motivation to go to the gym or this... Like I'm eating whatever I want. Which is again the
1: paradox of that is you have to accept where you're at in order to get what you want. Totally. So you have to you have to look you in the mirror to. and go fuck this is because, where Because, Right. And use that pain as leverage. Yeah. And that's where I want to talk about emotional intelligence real fast because yeah. if you want to numb yourself to feeling pain, which happens a lot when people go through breakups, mm-hmm. they feel an immense amount of pain, and so they try to fuck. I'm never gonna feel that again. Yeah. <laughs> so what so what happens is they think about like a circle. And all all over that circle is the extremes of every emotion.
0: Mm-hmm. When
1: you don't want to feel pain, you just simply shrink the circle. You can't avoid that one
0: mm-hmm. bit of it.
1: It right. shrinks. Everything shrinks. Right. So then you don't feel as much happiness. You just numb right. yourself.
0: Everything shrinks.
1: And then you fall in love or you meet this person and you're like, oh, my God. I'm feeling something again. So this circle expands and you get scared because you see the potential of the, that pain That's again. where
0: I'm at right now. Woo!
1: <laughs> and, and, but it, you have to recognize, again, uh, any heightened emotion is is a message to give you uh, awareness on something. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. That's all it is. And, it, and there's no right or wrong. Pain is a part of life. Suffering is the choice. So if yeah. you stay in that pain and you live in that pain and that's who you are and you have pain friends and all you talk about is your pain, then that is a choice. But you can experience pain without suppressing it. I'm actually uh, creating a program right now about getting over your ex. And that's part of the process is grief. It's okay to cry it out. But if you fill yourself with alcohol or go out and party or find another relationship or pour all that energy into business or working out, you're avoiding. And what avoidance does is it creates neediness because you're going to press it under the rug and then you're going to meet somebody down the road even if you don't think you're ever going to date again in your life, which is bullshit. Mm -hmm. You're going to meet somebody down the road and that hurt is still in you and it's like you expose that part of your life again and you latch onto that person Mm -hmm. because you don't want to go through that pain again it's this very interesting thing that happens so work that's why it's important to work through your own quote-unquote baggage
0: totally um
1: so that you can be the right person for the right person it's not about finding the right person it you do need to have some awareness on what you're looking Mm -hmm. for and your non-negotiables and things like that and i again i have a program for that coming out as well but the last bit of that list, quote unquote, is who do you need to show up as? And going back to what you were saying, like, accept who you are. But, you know, when when, you, when I have people go through this process and they're writing out, you know, I want somebody like this and somebody like this and somebody like this. And I'm talking super extreme specifics. It's not like, how tall are they? It's yeah. like, what are their fucking values in mm-hmm. order? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, like getting crystal clear. You're going to do it and then think this is a dream world. Like, this mm-hmm. doesn't exist. And when you think that it doesn't exist or this person is out of your league, it's because you don't have the same expectations on yourself. So if you have these high standards and you're like, oh, that person's not out there, they're probably not out there based on your experience Mm -hmm. because you aren't showing up as Mm -hmm. that same standard. Yep. And And that's the whole mirror thing. Exactly. That's
0: in business as well. Like if you're judging other people's success or Mm -hmm. your jealous or you're, mm-hmm. you know, shitting on rich people because they must be greedy and they're taking all the money. You're not going to get rich. That. Yeah, no, not at all. Uh-uh. That
1: like, happened with me with Grant Cardone. I was judging the fuck out of him and then I was yeah. like, wait, this dude's a freaking millionaire. Like, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. I shifted my perspective and I and I got yeah, what I, I needed from him. And, exactly. and I was like, oh shit. And then my money mindset went up.
0: Yeah, no, I literally used, I mean, like, Ty Lopez, I would shit on him so hard. I'm like, he's the most annoying. Like, <laughs> oh my god, no, like, this guy's bullshit, whatever. Or even, like, I used to be very judgmental of people who, like, didn't go to college, mm-hmm. which is super unfair like there are so many out. different yeah there are so many different <laughs> paths and going to college does not mean success or not success exactly. at all it's like, a path it's a path it's one path and like sure some people that I talk to may maybe have missed some certain life experiences because they but like maybe they got those experiences in something else like mm-hmm. not necessarily in college but maybe in starting a business or yeah. anything literally and like I had to drop that judgment because it wasn't helping me at all mm-hmm. like why was I judging other people how would I possibly get where I want to be if I'm sitting there judging other people Mm -hmm. a lot of my roommates and I we all do like YouTube stuff and Mm -hmm. you know I've been in the past like jealous of certain people's success over mine sometimes I've been like you know like I work way harder my videos are way better blah blah blah. why are they getting Mm -hmm. like all this reward and I'm not Mm -hmm. and that was my mindset for a while like and then I literally just had to shut that part of my brain up and be like yo you need to be happy for them and I genuinely am happy for Mm -hmm. them and the more I'm outwardly like Oh my God! Yes, congrats. That's incredible. Like you deserve this. The more like abundance like that comes to me, I'm attracting it to myself.
1: That was that's the critic in you, your inner Mm -hmm. critic. That voice doesn't go away. Yeah, fear doesn't go away. the The very definition of courage is to act in spite of fear. It means that fear is there, Mm -hmm. and so you can't. It's it's going into archetypes, which is like King Warrior. A magician and lover are the four main ones if you google archetypes uh, there's masculine and feminine archetypes but it's basically the voice in your head that's in the commander's seat mm-hmm. you have different uh, personalities in yourself mm-hmm. right? and and so um, I find it funny when somebody says they're bipolar well like everybody is mm-hmm. to some extent right totally. and so uh, it's just being aware of which voice is, is taking the command yeah. in, the, in the driver's seat of your, of your brain and if that judgmental doubting comparing voice is that critic in you and so is, is your critic talking right now or your king yeah. or your queen you know what I mean? And that shift is what you did. You shut up that voice. And it's not to shut it up entirely because it's still going to be there. And when you can recognize that it's still always going to be there and it's, you're not fighting it. Yeah. It's trying to keep you safe. And so when you can go, oh, interesting. I'm just trying to protect myself. Am I going to die in this situation? No. Awesome. You, you know, somebody's like, oh, just ask that person out. Well, no. The, the fear of rejection is very real. It's a mm-hmm. chemical reaction that happens in your brain. The number one fear in the world is public speaking. Number two is death. Wow. Because the same chemical reaction happens in your brain.
0: Wow, yeah.
1: You, when, because think tribal mankind, we still have a very old brain, Then that your brain is here to help you survive, that's it. And so, think Ice Age.
0: hmm
1: The human race survived because we stuck together. And so, if you were not uh, accepted, and if you were rejected from the tribe, you were going to die.
0: hmm Literally, that, that, yeah. Yes,
1: and that's still going on in our head, so if that person rejects me, or if my friends don't like me, or if you know I go into this business meeting and they don't like me, or if I, well, I'm not dressing right and they don't like me. If you are unaware of what's happening, you're relating that to death which is why a lot of people are extremely needy mm-hmm. or they're do everything that they do is for attention and to seek validation mm-hmm. or importance so that they can be accepted so that they cannot die. That's literally what's wow. happening in your subconscious. And so when you go, wait, I'm not gonna die if I just go up to this chick and tell her she's hot. <laughs> well, like whatever it is, yeah. right? And Or then it's like, oh, or I'm not gonna die if I release a vi- this video of my story. Yeah. I'm not gonna die if this person says no to my business. I'm not going to die if I don't make it to the gym today. I don't know, and, whatever it is. Like, yeah,
0: and also on that note too, if you don't ever do those things, you'll never then have the experience. Like let's say you are rejected or you do get broken up with or you do mm-hmm. get cheated on. You then having to experience that and grow through that pain and and know how to handle that makes you actually then more prepared for that if that mm-hmm, happened again. Mm-hmm. That That's what it is for me like – I, that's why we were talking about this the other day. You guys weren't there, obviously, but we were talking about how, you know, people just need to put out content and not be afraid. And, you know, obviously fear is huge, but if you don't put it out, you have no feedback to go on. You yeah. cannot learn life. If it feels like life shits on you, it's because it does. And it's because when it's shitting on you, it's teaching you lessons. It's helping you grow. Like now I've had so many breakups. And I remember when I used to think after my first breakup, I was like, I'm never going to feel this way again. Oh my God. I'm never going to like, like there's never going to be someone that I'm so in love with that I was this person. <laughs> No, like that's, yeah, it happens again. And the second it happens again, I'm like, oh my gosh. And I've gone through so many different kinds of like breakups that now I'm like, yeah, no one wants that. Like Mm -hmm. no one wants that pain. No one asks for that. Like it sucks, but I'm not afraid of it Mm -hmm. because I know how to handle it and I know what's coming and I know like this is going to suck temporarily and then everything's going to be fine again.
1: Right. And 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 that seeing that as your emotions don't last forever, but Mm -hmm. somehow subconsciously we think that it's gonna last forever. Totally, and it's like no, it's gonna last for like a few hours. It's so hard to imagine like a few days, and
0: when you're feeling it too, it's Mm -hmm. so hard to picture not feeling like when you're in love with someone. It's so crazy and hard to picture not being in love with well, them. Well, and that
1: goes into, if you guys want to look, read into this a little bit more, um, the HeartMath Institute, you can go to heartmath.com or there's a book called The HeartMath Solution. They did a bunch of studies and research about the heart. How you, In embryonic development, you have a heart before you have a brain. Wow. Your heart, a heartbeat before you have a brain. And that's with the start of life. And um, so your heart has its own intelligence. You can surgically remove the heart it still beats on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, all that, to, And your heart actually speaks to your brain, not the other way around. And all that to say, mm-hmm. Is that falling in love and the feeling of falling in love is a very real chemical thing that mm-hmm. happens in your body. It's not just that literally um, all these endorphins are released, and um, you you know even couples that have been married for thirty years that are still in, madly in love with each other, it's they're, they're they just it's the same response as yeah. the first time they ever met, or sometimes a lot stronger because you've gone through things, and um, also heartbreak is very real thing that happens a part of your heart enlarges and forces the other parts of your heart to pump blood more and um it, that's why it hurts mm-hmm. and so wow. uh, your heart literally does shift your physical heart and so to ignore it and I go i'm just gonna work is. more yeah uh-huh. is like breaking your leg and going i'm just gonna keep walking
0: mm-hmm. yeah oh my gosh so true that's for sure happened to me before.
1: <laughs> Same. <laughs> me where
0: I'm like, why does my physical heart, like, actually hurt? <laughs>
1: because it, it, there's, yeah, I mean, oh my go, gosh. again, heart math solution. Yeah. You guys got to read into that. But yeah, it's good.
0: That's crazy. There's so much good stuff. There oh is. Yeah, we I definitely so. shifted, like, into this whole relationship thing. And with that, we're going to take another quick break and then wrap up the episode with possibly one of the most important points. So stay tuned. And we're back. We were talking about earlier, I forget what you said, you said a good quote, but this is all, everything that we're going to talk about on this podcast, everything we just spoke about, this, all of these fundamentals are applicable to like every part of life. Yeah.
1: That What I, what I said was, um, the laws of success are universal. Yes. You, you know, I love if, that. if your fear of, if you're scared of rejection, you're going to be scared of rejection in multiple areas mm-hmm. of your life. Now you can, you can fake it in one area mm-hmm. but it's still going to be there <laughs> yeah you know what i mean and, and it's if you want to live in, with integrity or congruence and all sides of yourself are integrated then you know that's it's not one side of your life is different than the other it's not oh i'm super confident in business but right. not in my relationships that's you're mm-hmm. out of integrity you're out of uh, harmony i don't want to say balance it's not the word uh, harmony is opposites going back mm-hmm. to polarity Coming together and the extremes operating at the same time. Mm -hmm. Whether that's within yourself or with another person. That's, I don't give a fuck what you think, but I give a fuck what you Mm -hmm. think. Um, And when you can have that, not balance, because that's 50-50, harmony is 100-100. That's where you can have... A total of 200 which is why it's important for within a relationship to, for both people to give 100 mm-hmm. percent. and if you are calling yourself a loving person for all of you guys listening and that you care i'm just gonna light a fire under your ass right now and just say that if you if you're a loving person you must be loving always and in all ways that means when it's hard that means when you don't it's the last thing you want to do mm-hmm. that means when somebody breaks up with you that means Uh, with loving yourself and beating yourself if you're beating yourself up for something listen mother teresa said it best if you want to learn to love you must learn to forgive you have to forgive yourself for everything that you're beating yourself up for we're all just people on a giant fucking rock
0: Mm -hmm. that's it and when you
1: can put it into perspective you're like oh shit okay like i'm okay it's okay that i mess up it's okay that i did this thing to this person i Mm -hmm. did the best with what I, i i had at the time i believe that everybody has good intentions and it's you know, now you know more and now you know better. And so you get up and you go again, just like a two-year-old. When they fall down, they'll cry out a little bit and then they get back up. And you're like, what? If you ever watch a two-year-old, they could be bawling their eyes out. Literally in an instant, they're so happy. Yeah. And it's like, what just happened there? But that's because they're accepting their emotions. Yeah. And they're not pushing it down. If they were to fall and push it down and go, oh, wait, I'm supposed to be happy and smile. Like, Could you imagine a two-year-old doing that? No. And you'd be no. like, what the fuck's wrong with this kid? <laughs> but that's what everybody that's what does. Do. Yeah. And it's for acceptance. Mm-hmm. And um, it's honoring and respecting your emotions and yourself. My, my definition of self-love is self-respect. Mm-hmm. And so when you can respect anything that comes up for you and allow yourself to feel it, that's when... Um, and and express your truth always mm-hmm. and in all ways. That's also my definition of love is truth. That's yeah. seeking your truth and seeking the truth in every situation and every interaction that you're with and speaking your truth. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is the highest form of integrity and honor and love that you can experience and give and be. And the more that you are that the less fucks you're going to give about other people and the more you're going to create content and the better your business is going to be and the better your following is going to be and all these other things yep. and your bank account because you're just being yourself.
0: It all comes but, down to being yourself.
1: But I do want to say, you can quote unquote be yourself and not have awareness of what you're doing. So speaking your truth and not having awareness of what's happening around you and what you're doing to other people. So if you are hurt by something, you could think in that moment that your truth is you want to fuck that person up. hmm that's your emotional state I totally. want what I mean by truth is a higher sense of truth which you need uh, to have intuition on is this coming from your pain or your or your hurt or your heart is this coming from your emotions or your higher self mm-hmm. because your emotions are very fleeting they're very extreme your higher self is very uh, peaceful mm-hmm. it's this calm centeredness that's a knowing of a thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is the direction. This is what you need to do. This is what you should do. Right. That's why I always
0: wait to like respond to texts or (laughs) say something when I'm like emotional about something. And I'm always happy that I waited because I used to not. And then I'd be like, haha, why did I say that? That was just my emotional self saying.
1: Exactly. And so it's having discernment and awareness with with what you say and and knowing that your higher self isn't outside of you. And I don't want to get too energetic woo-woo on you guys, but (laughs) that that part of you that wants more and wants to help people is not outside of Mm -hmm. you. It is you. And so uh, discernment on how you're showing up is key. So then you can have awareness and um, intuition and trust yourself. And a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I want to go really fast into the dating in the modern world. Is like people are looking to tr- somebody they can trust. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you trust yourself, you can trust other people. Mm-hmm. And if other people fall on your trust, you made poor judgment. Or it's not to say that you made poor judgment. Even maybe mm-hmm. they just changed or something. Or they're
0: or well, like, how about this? People are they're fucking shitty. human. Yeah, people. Yeah. Like I, people I wouldn't are, say
1: that some people are. No, some people like are that. shitty. I would say that they're unaware of what they're doing.
0: I think some people are genuinely. Shit hurt people heads. hurt people.
1: Can we agree on that? Agreed, 100%. Okay.
0: I do think that everything negative when people act out or yeah. people lash out or people hurt others, they are hurting 100%. Yes. Well, I guess to wrap it up, we talked a lot about self-love and and confidence and being sure of yourself, forgiving yourself, being able mm-hmm. to let go of things, like learning from your experiences. What would be like your your one piece of advice? I know there's this is endless. There's not <laughs> just one thing. What would be your piece of advice for People who maybe are unsure of themselves, they're still working on building that confidence and figuring out who they are, Mm -hmm. what's something that people can think about or do every single day to improve their own view of themselves, I guess. For
1: me, when I was in that spot, I knew that fitness wasn't it for me, but I didn't see that far ahead. I didn't accept that far ahead with relationship coaching. I just, it was a passion of mine. Mm -hmm. I wasn't thinking I was going to do it for the rest, you know, that was going to be my career. And, but I have this knowing that fitness wasn't my thing, but it was right in front of me and it was at my feet. And so I just gave it my hundred percent. And so I think don't put pressure on yourself or another word for that is don't judge yourself for not knowing your purpose or not having your, your, the level of confidence you want or whatever. Just show up hundred mm-hmm. percent of yourself for yourself always. And in all ways, the best way to do that is discernment. What life is your life is happening because of you. Mm-hmm. your lack of confidence, if you're overweight, if you're in debt, if you're getting rejected all the time, especially if you're getting rejected all the time, because I'm creating a program on this mm-hmm. tonight or tomorrow, is because you're rejecting yourself to some degree. And it's like, well, Kevin, isn't why, why If other people rejected me? What does that have to do about my own rejection of myself? It's, it's because they see it. Think about somebody that's an older person, wrinkled. They can be old, and you know they're old.
0: Mm-hmm. Or they can be
1: vibrant. And attractive as an energy because they accept themselves. Somebody who's in a wheelchair, you could go up and talk to that person and it'd be awkward. Or somebody is in a wheelchair and maybe they deck their wheelchair out with lights and you're like, this guy's fucking rocking it. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's It's not what's happened to you. It's how you're reacting and responding to that. And other people are a mirror for, ha- for you. Mm -hmm. So that person who made it awkward that they were in a wheelchair was rejecting themselves. And so nobody Mm -hmm. talked to that person. Mm -hmm. When you were talking to the person in the wheelchair, you're like, man, I feel sorry for this guy. Okay, this is an awkward situation. I'm out. And then that person thinks, oh, people don't want to talk to me. Well, it's no, you're not accepting yourself. Mm -hmm. That other person accepted the fact that they were in a wheelchair and they made the best of it. And that's magnetic. So it's acceptance. Number one. Every single
0: day starting to just accept yourself. Drop
1: your judgment and accept.
0: I think that's the biggest thing. And
1: then... The more of yourself that you can accept and integrate and show up as in the real world, the more attractive that is. Mm-hmm. And once you've once you've mastered attraction, that's basically manifestation.
0: Yeah. And I also think like being okay, what you were saying, being okay with kind of what you're doing and putting your 100% in, even if you know that it's not something you want to be like doing long term or right. whoever you are in that moment, if you're just giving it you're all in that moment and accepting and being okay with the fact that, hey, this isn't my whole life, but I'm doing this now. Because every door, every door that closes or that you choose to close or leave behind leads well, to the next. How
1: door. you do one thing is how you do everything. Yes. So if you're not that. giving your hundred percent in this thing because you don't know if it's gonna if it's gonna be a f- forever, whether it's a business or a relationship, then you're gonna do everything half-assed. Yes. Yeah. And that's not showing up as a hundred percent yourself.
0: No. no, and it's crazy to look back at like the relationships, the jobs I've had, like looking back at my life and thinking like, oh my gosh, I've done so many different things. And it's crazy to think like, back when I did some internship in college and I'm like, wow, I'm in a totally different place right now. And then it's almost funny to, or like relationships. Like I dated a guy when I was 15 to 17. And it's almost funny now to be like, why did I even like date someone? Like I wasn't gonna marry him. But obviously no one can ever have that mentality. You can't be 15 and be like, well, I shouldn't date because I'm not going to end up marrying this person. So there's literally no point. Like, what's the point? But no, like, that's not how it works. It feels yeah. good in the moment and everything you do leads you to your next thing, leads exactly. you to learn. And and, the, and, and I
1: want to say one thing, last thing, last thing, is mm-hmm. that I genuinely believe that you cannot fuck up in life. I agree. So if you think you did something and you, you're beating yourself up for it. Mm hmm everything you're going through right now is preparing you for what you asked for. And when you see it as that the suffering or the pain or whatever you're experiencing right now is happening to shift you and mold you into what you're asking for, you'll be aware of what the lesson is and yeah. you'll start to seek it out. And that's when it'll happen faster. Mm-hmm. But if you're just saying and suffering, "I'm like, Oh my God, why does this keep happening to me? I hate my life. Then like I used to, then you're going to stay stuck in that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it, literally the way out is through. Mm -hmm. You have to go into it instead of avoiding.
0: And change your beliefs. Change your beliefs about yourself and about others. Because what you just said is such a good point that how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm -hmm. How you view other people is how you view yourself. If you're judging, if you're thinking this person's evil, totally. I
1: view other people as everybody has good intentions because I know that I have good intentions. And even
0: like what we were just talking about where I was like, I disagree with you. And instantly I realized, wait, no, I don't. I actually... (laughs) I agree with you. Which is, but it's interesting because what I was trying to say is like, no, some people really just like are shitty, but like, no, actually, when you really think about it, like, yeah, people do shitty things, Uh but they aren't, it doesn't, they're not coming from usually ill. Yeah, exactly. And like, even just that in me in that very moment, I was being judgmental and I was thinking, no, no. But then I was Hmm. like, no, actually, because it's good awareness. And I've also done shitty things because I've been hurting and. You know, we've all made mistakes like that. Mm -hmm. And it's just being aware of it. (laughs) I wish you guys could see my face right now. I'm just like (laughs) jaw to the floor. Like that was so, I mean, I could talk to you for literally hours about relationships and love, Mm -hmm. but also how all of these things really are applicable to any part of your life. And I think that's what's powerful about what you do is you're not just changing someone's outlook on love and relationships. You're not just coaching someone to have a better relationship because you are but you're actually changing the way people think and the way people communicate and the way people believe in themselves in any aspect of life. I think that that's huge. Like I, when I shifted how honest I, like I, you know, I've gone through phases of, of not being as honest as I should have been with someone about something or, or wanting to sweep things under the rug or wanting to, you know, and then the second I shifted that in relationships, I shifted that in my life. And I started being more confrontational to my boss when I used to, Work at a job and have a boss. I was more confrontational. Mm-hmm. I stood up for my values and what I felt like I deserved in terms of compensation. I asked for more raises. Like, one little thing, like realizing, you know, one flaw or one thing that you can change in love or relationships really does impact, like, the way that you act in every other aspect of your life. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the most powerful things to realize mm-hmm. is that the way that you're acting in this aspect of life is the way you're acting in every aspect. It's crazy yeah I think that's powerful as shit (laughs) anyway guys well that's been this has been a lot (laughs) that's been and um I guess you know to sum it up just I hope that you guys are inspired just by obviously Kevin has just like the best outlook but as you heard from his story it it doesn't just happen overnight like Mm. everyone has a journey and he obviously wasn't always this way and didn't always believe these things and Uh. believe in himself so it's, it's really inspiring to me and I hope to you guys too to know that no matter where you're at in life right now, no matter if you are struggling, you're in that current state, maybe, you know, or you are already becoming successful, but wherever you are, there's room for improvement and there's room to kick ass and do anything that you want, create any life that you want, any success, any desire, have any relationship and love and basically do anything that you want. And I think you're a really good example of like, hell yeah, you can. Yeah. like You literally can. Yeah. So... I hope that you guys found this inspiring and helpful. And I hope that you guys can start thinking about what your purpose is. Cause I know I'm going to go do my homework and yes. figure out what is my purpose <laughs> and that your purpose isn't always your work. Right. But that also on that note, you should be doing what you love always. 100%. Cause there's no point in waking up, showing up every morning and not loving your life. No. You spend more time working than you do doing anything, anything else. Anything else. Yeah. So if, if you've, Like, I don't really consider my job work. Like, I love it. I don't either. I love it so much. Yeah. And we talked about this to the point. I love it so much where I have to, like, stop myself. Discipline yourself to stop working. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like, I finally have started, like, forcing (laughs) myself to have weekends. Yeah. Or to try to have weekends. And still, I usually, like, don't. But... You know, this past Saturday I woke up and I was like, okay, I need to get this, 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 this done. And my friends were like, Hey, do you want to go out like to the beach and, or go to like this restaurant? Yeah. I was like, you know what I do? Yes. Because <laughs> yes. I need to sometimes have a social life. Right.
1: Well, especially in this day and age, um, yeah. you know, being a CEO of your own business, it's a lot of what we do is online uh-huh. and you don't want to yeah. isolate yourself behind a computer.
0: Oh my God. So go
1: outside and breathe. Yeah,
0: totally. Um,
1: have fun with yeah. your friends, and you don't want to work yourself to the bone and look back on your life in regret, mm-hmm. saying "I wish I would have." Hundred percent.
0: And with that, everyone, go follow all of Kevin's social follow boy. handles, which will be in the <laughs> show notes. Um, take a listen to his podcast too, if you guys are super mm. into this. Um, the love stuff which I mean everyone should be I am <laughs> uh, go take a look or take a listen I always say like see you next time on this podcast I'm like wait you're not going to see me um, take a listen to his daily podcast it's awesome it's called The, Heart- the Heartbeat The Heartbeat yes. um, so go take a listen to that and check out I'll put all of his like Tour information, all that right. too. Below Kev
1: Crenshaw on Instagram. Kev
0: Crenshaw, go yeah. give it a follow. Um, but thank you so much for doing this. Really, thank I you. think we, I appreciate it. We could talk for so long. Like we have. Oh my gosh, we got enough, We got so, something else coming
1: out. There's gonna be. There's yeah, gonna be something there's else. There's gonna be more. Just wait. <laughs> Just wait. Leave.
0: leave. Um, remember, guys, always leave reviews and ratings. Again, like this podcast is for you, so your feedback. This is the best episode <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but really, like, give feedback. Give honest feedback. I always, always appreciate it i want to be serving you guys with this podcast so please let me know your thoughts let me know what you want to hear about make sure to subscribe on itunes and remember you can find this obviously on any platform that has podcasts so Holla. we will hopefully talk to you guys soon he will be back i'm sure i'll be back
1: 100 so much thank you see you guys see you next
0: time <laughs> <laughs> amazing